Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams, and today we are excited to be joined by Nancy Reset, Principal and COO, and Jennifer Dunlap, Principal and CEO of Development Resources, Inc., also known as DRI. Today, Ms. Reset and Ms. Dunlap share their expertise on diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts in nonprofit organizations. They also share how 2020 impacted DEI efforts for this industry, as well as how the industry compares to others. Nancy and Jennifer, welcome. Good to talk with both of you. Thanks for having us, Rob. Yep, thank you. I know this, it's a topic that you're both incredibly knowledgeable on, and I'm sure there's a lot we need to get to, so let's jump right into it. And, uh, you know, each one of you take a question and go with it however you want. Plenty of time to roll with here. Uh, has diversity always been a key factor in nonprofit executive search, and how has this changed since you first founded the company 20 years ago? So I would say yes. I think DEI has changed a lot over the years that we've had the company. Uh, while I think nonprofit organizations have always valued diversity within uh, in the organizations, I would say um, the last five and certainly the last two years, uh, it has really been uh, top of mind in all of the discussions about any of the searches that we're doing. So that nonprofits from the very get-go are prioritizing diversity, and we are then prioritizing understanding DEI of these organizations, what's the culture, you know, all of the things can go into it because it's not just providing a diverse uh, slate of candidates. DEI really is a much more comprehensive look at an organization and candidates have a lot more choices than they did before. Yeah, so I would just like to add that, it, you know, as you think about it, has it always been a key factor? I would say it's always been a factor. I wouldn't say it's always been a key factor, right? I don't think it became a key factor until the last couple of years, and then it's even been amplified beyond that. And I would also say what Jennifer said was exactly correct, right? DEI is more than just diverse candidates, but I don't know that nonprofits as a whole, the entire sector, actually thought about it at, as more than that before. Right. I think before it might have just been we need diverse candidates, we need diversity, we need different kinds of people. They really didn't think about it as DEI and culture. I think that has changed a lot in the last year or so. I mean, we are seeing within our nonprofits, I mean, proactive, they're putting together committees to look at this across their organization. They're making sure they've got value statements. They're evaluating all parts of the organization uh, for bias. I mean, it's really, I, I think organizations, as Nancy said, are really taking more of a leadership uh, perspective or value across the organization rather than it just being about diverse candidates. Yeah, absolutely. Nonprofits are governed by volunteer boards of directors. What are they doing to foster DEI as the governing body? And are the boards diverse? So I, I think boards, uh, like the organizations, are, are looking at DI on multiple levels, right? So the first thing they're doing is they are taking um, DEI seriously, the DEI statements. They are asking for analysis of, their, uh, of the staffing within the organization. They're asking about training uh, for staff. 
So they are bringing that to the forefront and it is something they are asking the CEOs about and um, requesting that those things do move forward. They're not silent on it, right? Mm -hmm. I would say the other issue is they're taking a hard look at themselves and really analyzing what what kind of diversity do they have? And they're defining diversity from diversity of thought, geographic diversity, um, gender affiliation diversity, uh, ethnic diversity. I mean, they, they're really looking at all of those. And we have been approached, um, I would say in the last two years, much more so than in the past about doing disciplined board recruitment for individuals that will bring much more diversity and a comprehensive view for, to that board. You know, I think it's really important to talk about that related to the not-for-profit sector, right? Because boards on of not-for-profits don't get paid, right? They're not, this is not, you're not getting paid to be on the board. As a matter of fact, most of the time you're being asked to give money, right? So when you say, will you join my board? A lot of times there's a give or get requirement, you know, give us $25,000 and then you can sit on the board. And, you know, as a result of that, so many not-for-profit boards through the years became sort of the kinds of people where I know so-and-so who has a lot of money and so they'll be good to sit on the board and they're my friend, so I'll ask them and they'll sit on the board. That is not an environment that encourages, that um, is welcoming to people um, from different communities, different cultures, different thought, right? Or even have the ability to do that. So then how do you find those people? And I think that's where boards are struggling right now um, in that they have this one aspect, which is we're the fiduciary responsibility. And so much of our role is to make sure that we can raise the money for the help raise the money for the organization. And yet we want to bring in these people over here that bring us other kinds of diversity to the table and make sure we are an inclusive organization. And how do you balance all of that and include all of that and do that without your own biases, right? Your own internal biases against, you know, cultures that you think don't have any money. Well, how do you know that? Right. That's not fair. And and to Nancy's point, I think I'm seeing boards also recognize that perhaps the, uh, the, you know, in the last 10 years, it's all been how much money can our board raise for us? Right. And I think that that is changing. Mm -hmm. Organizations are trying to think differently about what is the right role of the board overall for the organization and then how does, what do we need for revenue generation, right? And those may break apart more than they have in the past. Yeah. I mean, we, when we work with boards, we're like, look, you have to have a quadrant. You've got to have folks that are there because they represent your community and they give you credibility in your community. You have to have folks that are there because you have a business reason to have them there. You need a finance person or you need you know, a marketing person. You need advocates who can advocate, and it doesn't matter whether you're an organization that advocates in the traditional sense for a political reason or just advocates for the organization. And then you need fundraisers, right? So they have to look differently to make sure that that organization really reflects and the organization they want to be reflective of. Yeah. You know, the other piece to that is that they, Boards, um, as you're looking at that and as you're thinking about that, nonprofits 
paying somebody to help them recruit board members is a whole new concept. Yeah. Right. You know, hiring an executive search firm to do that for a nonprofit is like, we're going to pay somebody to do this. Wait, what, what do we get out of that? And that's not new to the for-profit sector. It just isn't right. For-profit sector has done that, but then again, for-profit boards, they get paid. So we're back down to what's a nonprofit versus, versus the for-profit and how do you look at it and do that? But we have, um, I've worked with, you know, we've, I placed three people at a, at a not-for-profit this past year, and that was their whole purpose, right? And they were looking for geographic diversity as well as uh, racial and ethnic diversity across the board. They wanted both. They wanted all of that. And to Nancy's earlier point, the previous methodology for recruiting board members was who do we know? Which is, she pointed out, is the exact opposite of diversity. <laughs> sure. Right? So the only way, I shouldn't say the only way, but a really good way is to have an objective organization you're working with that's out there deliberately recruiting a diverse uh, group of board members. Mm -hmm. So to that, uh, the, the follow-up question then is how well do you think nonprofit organizations have done in promoting diversity and inclusion? That's a good question. So, yeah. I, so by sector within the nonprofit, that varies, right? Social justice organizations are the leader in having done this for a long time, right? And then you have different sectors that um, it's not been as predominant for as long, right? So they're catching up, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's on everyone's mind. I haven't had a client conversation where this was not important, but they are needing help and guidance on what does it mean? How do we do it in the right way to make people feel included and not like just we're trying to check a box, right? And really, um, that's the piece that I think nonprofits, they're, they're, they will promote it, but they need to understand how to action and make it actionable within their organizations. Yeah. I also think they struggle a little bit, right? They don't want to, the ones that haven't had the attraction maybe to diverse candidates, depending on what it is, it, they're so mission driven. So if you're a particular kind of not-for-profit in the sector, then, and your mission doesn't appeal to say the African-American community, then they haven't been applying and they haven't been working there because they care more about the social justice issue that, that is important to them, or they care more about their community in which they live and work and making a, a really big impact on that particular community and have not maybe understood or apply. And then the not-for-profit is, well, we just have to get some diverse people in here and they don't think about what their skill sets are, why they would be interested in them. You know, what would make us interesting for somebody? What, you know, what are we giving back out, making it more about who are the candidates, right, than about themselves and, and sort of flipping around your thought, I believe, that can help make a difference. So many nonprofits just think their mission is the most important mission there is. Yeah. And they don't understand why everybody just doesn't want to either work for them or give to them, right? And so you've got to help them understand it is an extremely competitive market right now for talented, uh, diverse candidates. Mm -hmm. uh, and organizations um, are coming up to the realization of the, um, 
They may, someone may not have the exact skills we're looking for, but they bring other skills that we hadn't thought of mm. that we're going to need for this job, right? So that it's getting them to expand that thinking. It's also, uh, you know, there's a um, competition raises prices, right? So yeah. salaries are going up and organizations have to understand um, what, you know, that they are in a competitive market. Yeah. To, to find that right person, how, how did the social unrest and Black Lives Matters movement of 2020 impact DEI recruiting efforts, and how did your organization respond? Well, you know, we, we took a, you know, a very public stand in support of, all of, the, of the social justice movement that happened over the, the summer. Um, we take very seriously that we play, that that's an important role we play. I mean, we both had 20 some years in the nonprofit sector before we started the firm. And so we understand the power of nonprofit organizations and the responsibility of nonprofit organizations to, to be leaders and uh, really uh, fulfill their mission in a variety of ways. I think what we, what I saw is that we had a group of people who were, um, who had candidates who uh, basically said, I have to get involved with an organization that's doing something about this. This is so wrong and I have got to be, I'm going to get out of my, you know, safe space organization and work for, for an organization where I can be, you know, more of an activist and uh, be part of the resistance, okay? Um, um, then on the other side, we saw the nonprofits saying, we can no longer not present a diverse face of this organization. We, this is, we're done. We have to be um, aggressive in really supporting DEI within our organizations. So there were two tracks that I saw. Nance, I don't know if you saw another piece. Yeah, yeah. I think Jennifer was exactly right in her first point in that um, it elevated it sort of the, com the combination of both, right? BLM elevated the thought process. So people who were not putting DEI forefront of their organizations now were. And then those people who were diverse, who were working in the sector, right, as she said, had a desire to do something. And so there was this confluence of where these people were trying to recruit diverse people, but the diverse people, it kind of goes back to our other thing, didn't want those jobs. Right? They want to be out there like promoting, here's what our mission is. And then let's combine that with the pandemic. Yeah. So then you have a pandemic that is, you know, disproportionately affecting marginalized communities. Mm -hmm. So even within all of that, they want to, they say, I can go help this. So I want to go do that. I want to help these marginalized communities and help people in these communities that are being persecuted in so many ways. So you, Mr. Environmental Organization over there, I don't care about you, right? I mean, there's just that sort of balance that it's, it's a struggle. And I think it will remain a struggle. Yeah, and I'm also seeing though organizations like environmental organizations mm -hmm. who may not have traditionally been attracted, you know, 
places that, that folks would have looked at, are really trying to rethink their um, environmental and conservation work to be more engaged with um, communities of color, right. right? So that they're not just seen as these elitist organizations, that they're you know, going to uh, reach out and do conservation and clean water and things in, uh, in Baltimore, right? Mm -hmm. Or yep. in DC, or in places that people don't think of conservation organizations working. So it's programming, what I'm observing is it's not just lip service to bring in staff, they are also looking at their programming, their outreach, and how they're engaging with these communities to become more relevant. Well, and as recruiters, it is incumbent upon us to help sell those organizations, to help spread the mission and how the mission does have impact. So often people think that executive recruitment just means we're headhunters and we're just gonna go find this person and pluck them and put them over there. And I have not in 20 years found that to be the case. Mm. I have had to get to know the organizations that I'm working with and for, be able to discuss their missions and what they mean, be able to convince a candidate that this is an important place where they can have impact. And I do think that in the not-for-profit sector, that makes a huge difference in whether or not someone goes there. Remember, the pay is not always what it is. You could make way more money going to the for-profit sector. So you're thinking about what attracts someone to want to do this job. I find that, in particular, if I'm trying to recruit and diverse candidates out of a for-profit sector into the not-for-profit, a lot of not-for-profits say, or say, we want someone from for-profit to come do this job for us. Well you can't pay them the same amount. So how are you going to convince them that they should leave that attractive thing and go over here? So you have to be able to sell the impact to that. And so we have to engage with our organizations more to help educate them on that at the same time that we're recruiting. A, a lot of great information in all of these answers. I, I wondered, Jennifer and Nancy, if you could sum things up as we begin to wrap up. You know, I would say that this is an incredibly exciting time to be executive recruiters, working with both organizations and candidates to navigate um, new ways nonprofits can engage with communities and new ways that candidates can engage with nonprofits. So I think it really, um, uh, it's energizing to work with some of these organizations and work with these candidates in a new way of thinking about all these roles. I just want to say thank you for letting us talk about this and let that wrap up what we have to say. I, I think it's been remarkable what you've both said. Uh, really, truly a, a lot of great information. Diversity and inclusion are increasingly important, and it has been interesting, of course, to learn how nonprofit organizations approach DEI and how it has been impacted by the social unrest. We appreciate you both coming on the show today and sharing your expertise with our listeners. That's all the time we have today. Alongside Nancy Reset and Jennifer Dunlap of DRI, I'm Rob Adams, and this has been Talent Talks.